Welcome into episode number two of Walk the Pine. As always, I'm Will Gray, joined here by my co-host Vincent Gattuso, and we have Isaiah Fit, the legend in studio with us today. How you doing, Mr. Isaiah Fit? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Coming off the holidays, we still got New Year's. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Ready to talk some hoops? Oh, you know I love NBA. So how was the good. How was the birthday, dude? You just you turned oh, twenty four. Me and you both just turned twenty four. I know, I know. Uh, it was good. Kobe year. Uh, just spent time with me and my girl. Spent time with my family. Self care type of day. Um, yeah, went out. You know, did the whole nine. So it was good. I feel like I'm getting a little old to just like party, party, party. And now I'm just more of like I I, I want to read. I want to get a massage. Like I just want to do all that type of stuff now. So no, it was good. What about you? Uh. It was like my first birthday where I was like, damn, kind of like, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting old now. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's like a different experience. You know, every, my birthday's on Christmas. So every year, you know, at night, you know, I, I don't, I get a whole different experience than everyone kind of does on their birthday with it being on Christmas. It's, it's like, okay, you party the week before, but like people are busy because it's holiday season. Yeah. And then like the week after is like the weekend after is like yeah. Christmas Eve or I mean, New Year's Eve yeah. and stuff. And then after that, it's just like, yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about your birthday yeah, anymore. Two weeks, <laughs> two weeks, you're done at that point. Exactly. So, um, my friends though, my friends are always really good about coming over on Christmas night, and okay. you know, usually like we're partying till like yeah. four a.m. Like oh, we just fire. get drunk. It's my my birthday, whatever. We have a good night. Yeah. But like this year, like my boy came over. He's married. and He's got a daughter now. Oh my god. And like he was like, yeah, I'm leaving at like eight thirty p.m. <laughs> and then like. The rest of my friends, they were like, oh, yeah, got to work tomorrow at like 7 a.m. So they're out yeah. by like 10. And I was just sitting in my garage like, damn, yeah. <laughs> like I'm getting old, 24 now. And so, yeah, I think this was like the first year where I was really like, Fuck. yeah, it's it, and then next year's 25, which it is my golden birthday. So, oh, yeah, you got to do something crazy. Though. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do something crazy next year. And that'll probably be like the last hurrah for my birthday. Yeah. Once you turn 26, no one gives a shit. Yeah, 20. That's what's that like the insurance year where you just can't know oh, your yeah. parents' insurance? That's the only thing about 26 that matters. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. I'm gonna have to call someone up, see how to get Pinewood some health care because yeah, I'm gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> Feel that. Yeah, look at you still got a few more years, Vince, until you're going through what we're going through over here. Yeah, this made me feel a whole lot younger. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> What are you, 22? 21. 21. 21. Oh, yeah, you're a Turned baby. 22 in May, so I got some time still. Yeah. You've got, like, two and a half, two and a half years until you hit the oh, shit phase. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't necessarily love, I mean, not necessarily love, but, like, I, I haven't, like, ever really, like, partied on my birthday, like, basically ever. Most of the time, I just kind of hang out with my family all day. We, like, go to dinner somewhere cool. and like well, it, It's tough for, like, people to party, like, on their birthday. Like yeah, most of the time, because um, that's one thing where I say like the Christmas birthday is nice. Like everyone's off on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So like I do true. get to always on my birthday have a good time. But like unless yeah. your birthday falls on like a Friday or Saturday, you're not really doing or like even a Sunday. Like you can go out the night before. Yeah, you're not really doing shit on your birthday. It's just like the weekend after yeah. before. Yeah, Usually. yeah, exactly. But you know, I'm doing good though. That's good. That's good. Let's get into the hoop talk. Um, a lot going on recently. We just had the Christmas Day uh, slate. I didn't really tune into many of the games. I watched the Knicks and the Bucks game and was very upset because I had a nice little Christmas parlay going, and it was just first first game over right away, right off the jump. I was like, all right, well, that just killed yeah, my me too. 
killed my five game slate but christmas day games were solid nba is kind of just a little different this year you see on the top of the west you got the timberwolves and the thunder which is kind of blowing everyone's minds and we're going to talk about that later but we got to open up with the bad first <laughs> the detroit pistons are on their way to statistically speaking and like what they're projected to finish the season with five wins which would be an nba record of the lowest amount of wins in an nba season do we have cause for Monty Williams, who has had success with the Phoenix Suns, to be one and done in Detroit? I'll start here. Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, honestly, you look at the Pistons. I was actually at the Pistons game um, not too long ago. I watched them play the Pacers. Uh, it was a good game. But what I will say about them is, like, they're not really even, like, like talent-wise, like, they're not that bad. Yeah. Like, 27 lost – like, that's crazy. They're not yeah. 27 lost in a row bad. Cade Cunningham is, like, not not bad. He's pretty good. And, I mean, uh, the Asir, I'm pretty sure is how you say his name, or, like, whatever, mm-hmm. like something Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, that guy's yeah. awesome. He's really awesome. And uh, who else we got? Um, over I mean, you there. got they, ba- like Martin oh, Bagley's there. He didn't yeah. play the game. I actually saw. Um, they got Bogdanovich. Stewart is okay. Jalen Durance solid. They have Joe Harris also. I didn't even know he was on the roster. Damn, I didn't know he was on the roster. Jaden Ivy, Kevin Knox. Jaden Ivy is one frustrating player to watch. As is Stewart man. Thompson. I mean, yeah, they just run like a chicken James Winston. I mean, they have a. James Wiseman. James Wiseman. <laughs> James, famous yeah, James Wiseman. Let me tell you, James Wiseman is probably going to be one of the fastest players to be in and out of the league at the second round or the second pick. Like, that guy is so bad. He was third, wasn't he? Or was he second? He was second. He was, second. He was right he went over He's LaMelo. so yeah, bad. They, the Warriors could have took LaMelo, but they Oh, my God. Took imagine LaMelo. if the Warriors took LaMelo. That would have been sick, honestly. And, like, I, I dude, I, I watched this guy get out-rebounded so easily and being the biggest guy on the floor, just so easily out-rebounded. And then as soon as Miles Turner comes in, like, again, comes back in the game, like, they take him out, obviously, because they know for sure that he's not going to stand a chance against Miles Turner. And they put in Isaiah Stewart, who also stood no chance against Miles Turner. So, like, Miles Turner is, like, like an above-average center. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I don't know. Overall, though, yeah, clearly something's going on there. Um, they're not twenty-seven in a row. Bad. So yeah, and one of their one of their wins is against our Bulls, where Zach Levine had fifty points and no assists. So that's yep, crazy. yep, just goes to show. That's just so goes like, to yeah. show. But we'll like, get to the Bulls. We got some Bulls talk. Coming. I feel like that is like yeah. There's nothing you can do because last year, what did the? I mean, the Pistons did finish like last as well last year, and I mean, Cade Cunningham is still balling. I mean, he just had forty-one points against. Boston or no? What do they say? I'm just reading this. Not against Boston. They play Boston. I think was it tonight, Brooklyn? But... I think it was Brooklyn. Yeah, he just had 41 points. He's balling. It's just like the like Monty Williams, and I don't. I wonder what it is because he had success in Phoenix, even when Phoenix was bad. Like remember mm-hmm. about yeah, Bubble Monty bubble. Williams? Bubble yeah. Monty. He had them eight and zero. Like they're not like. Yes. And I mean, yeah, I know they don't understand. have Devin Booker. They don't have there. Devin Booker. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. this is ridiculous. Like this is the. I know it is ridiculous. It's so I ridiculous. think you can easily say one and done for Monty. Yeah, and honestly, uh, would you I, give him a second year? Isaiah? I, I honestly would give him a second year. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know though, because his coaching is just not making sense. Like, you, Killian Hayes is like starting or something, and Jaden Ivey's coming Killian off the bench Hayes or, or something. Yeah, he's been terrible for years, and then you got Jaden Ivey who was 
first round pick in the draft and he's riding the bench. So he he's not even letting these young guys develop, which is like I think uh, I that's where his job's shit. in jeopardy because it's like you have decent tools and you're not even maximizing them at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean in his the rotations are running was a little weird. Um I mean, again, like you said, like Jaden Ivey is kind of a frustrating player to watch basketball, but he was definitely like one of their highest like volume people in terms of getting to the basket like basically every time he touched the ball it was like the only thing they had going at one point was Jaden Ivey like just going but like what is his issue like I don't really watch them that much he's, but like I mean I again I'm not like a Pistons I have only I've watched yeah. the Pistons like a, you did a see them live time. though like no yeah and when I when when I watched them live honestly like some of my biggest takeaways one of them was like Jaden Ivey is like just fucking frustrating dude honestly like he's not bad at basketball he's very good at basketball but he's just all over the place man he's so out of control yeah just like all over the place and, and you know he's new in the he's, he's rookie official this year yeah and um you know that's just like how it goes i guess and when you're not getting enough time to develop or enough enough time on the court but it was just like watching him was like oh my god like, this guy was like just like running around, running around, and like miss a layup, and then like you make a layup. You make, like, it, yeah. I don't know. it was, but also James Wiseman sucks. That's another thing I took away from the game. He's so bad. And I mean, after that, I was just kind of like, well, and I mean, a lot of it was more Pacers, but like Tyrese Albertson is awesome. So, so my question is, you're still in on a Sir Thompson though, because you oh, saw what Charles Barkley said. Ah, uh, yeah, I thought that was bullshit. Wait, what did he say? He was saying a Sir Thompson because uh, he's only so averaging he's, ten points a game. He was yeah. like, "You're not twenty-one. Like, he's saying you're twenty-one years old, and yeah. you're only averaging ten points a game. So you're not a part of my future. I'm gonna get rid of you." That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, this guy's no. like literally one of their best players. I saw that, and then there was like a graphic of like all these great people in the NBA now, like Luca and all, just all these like players, and it was just like. They didn't. They averaged less than ten, and now they're like stars or like you know all NBA Jimmy players. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So it's just like things like that. I'm like, you can't just judge someone off like their first year. And if you watch like Thompson play, like he actually fills the stat sheet. Dude, like, he's he very does good. so much stuff. That's why when I was like when I saw that he said that, I'm like, this guy's actually like good at basketball. He's he's very good player. Honestly, he's one of their better players, and he's been proven to be one of the like like better rookies. I guess like definitely like a top top five or like six rookie for sure oh, so yeah. like I, I don't know how you could say some shit like that honestly especially about a team that's so bad no, like, their, their team is rough i i, I kind of go back now i don't don't know if i would give him a second year because just the way that he's coaching and, and using his talent is not making sense and a player like Jaden ivy with his potential you need to be molding him and like giving him the confidence to go out there and do what he do what he want you know do what he wants to do to grow but he's not doing that he's like yeah. benching him and stuff so it's like Whatever. All right, let's move on to another situation in the NBA where we could be talking about a potentially a potential coaching change, and this time it's regards to an NBA legend, uh, arguably the greatest head coach of all time. Should Greg Popovich have job security because of his past? Isaiah, we'll start with you. Um, honestly, I feel like I don't, I don't even know how to answer that question, but I will say like I've been watching the Spurs and just seeing how Pop is. And me and my dad were actually talking about this. And it really is just like, it seems like he doesn't care that much this year. Cause like, if you look at his, his interviews, he's always just talking about like, yeah, like, you know, just letting Wimby figure it out, you know, like as he go, like, he's like, how you feeling? Talk, talk to him and then just, all right, go. But like, I feel like with, you know, David Robinson and Tim Duncan, like he was by their side, like molding them. Like, like, this is how you do this. Like, this is how you do that. And like, he was really pushing them to grow. And 
the Spurs aren't doing that. And they don't even play through him, but he runs to the rim and they just ignore him and just dribble. Like, it's just crazy. Like, <laughs> no, they I, do do a lot I want to punch sometimes. Jeremy Sachin. Yeah. <laughs> like, that dude does not care dude. at all. And he's very fucking. Honestly, like, when I watched the Spurs play, I did not realize they literally, like, only won four games. I did not realize that. Yeah, they're the terrible. Day. I was like, wow. I just started betting against them all the time. They've been competitive in games, though. They have been. I like. Yeah, them. that's why I was surprised that I saw they only won four games. I was like, well, I thought they were actually like one of and the two of them came against the Suns. Like both two, like literally, mm-hmm. they beat twice. It was like the back to back game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was early on. I mean, it was kind of like, wow, these guys could be good. But um, and you know, Trey Jones is really good too. Their point guard's um, so he's pretty good, and you know, they got some pieces that are okay. That that guy with you were just saying with the hair. He's all right. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Popovich is kind of like, you know, he's that old coach who's established and, like, you know, he's he's like he does have job security. I mean, everybody knows that. They're yeah. not going to get rid of him. He's the best coach of all time. So, I mean, he kind of get into that point now where it's like he's an older guy and, like, the way the world has been moving. I mean, he probably hates how the NBA is now. He probably hates yeah. everything about it. I mean, yeah. think about the NBA that this guy was used to having. Yeah, he, where the rookies he was like were the getting most, like, you know what I mean, like haze and stuff. And he's like actually, the most fundamentally sound head coach ever. Like, yeah, in old school, and all of that stuff is like different now. It's all different. I mean, like people come into the league and they're praised and put on pedestals and like until they suck, basically, or until they suck even a little bit. Like Zion, for example, now they're getting shit on. It's just like, the, it's not the same as it was when you know people like like when we were when I was like too young to even like know what was going on like you know those days it just seemed like that was a lot different and i bet he probably hates it so he probably doesn't care about it and and yeah i think that's kind of like what we're seeing out of him is like he clearly just doesn't care very much i mean i don't know if you guys remember this or maybe i'm remembering it wrong so correct me if i'm wrong but i remember um he was supposed to uh he was supposed to retire like he announced his retirement it was supposed to happen and his wife died and then when his wife died, um, he like came. He like kind of like went back in that retirement and like just continued to coach. Probably. How long ago was this? Uh, I want to say it was a couple of years ago, like four years back. Was he still and at Demar? Right? Could, I could yeah, be I wrong, but DeMar. I'm pretty positive that this all happened because I remember like he was supposed to retire. Everybody knew it. It was a whole thing. And then his wife died, and it was and again. Everybody knew it was a whole thing. He like took a leave from basketball. He was gone for a while. That that was when the the girl was coaching them. And um, and then he came back, and just never retired. And he's been coaching ever since. I mean, his wife passed away. It's kind of, I feel like you know. He I feel like for me, job security is no longer safe, and it shouldn't no longer be safe if I'm running the Spurs. Um, this is the you have Wembenyama, and I mean, I know that I missed his first, and I'm, I'm not saying even Wemby is as good as LeBron was in his rookie campaign, but. He's a baller, man. He's like he's living no, he's up. Legit, yeah. yeah, he's living up to his expectations. So to only have four wins here, it's like, how much longer can this keep going on? Because the Spurs have been bad now for a while. Yeah, for, <laughs> for like yeah. four or five years, they've been bad. And I think, like, I mean, it's so easy for me to, as such a big NFL head, to like revert back to NFL scenarios. But you look at Bill Belichick widely respected as the greatest head coach of all time who is more than likely on his way out of new england this year after the season because he's had three straight years of atrocious football well 
three and a half. You know, they had the bad year with Cam where they went like seven and nine, and then they snuck into the wild card with Mac Jones' rookie year. And the last two years have been atrocious football from both New England, or from both Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi and all around Bill Belichick. Uh, after Tom Brady left, it's been it's been chaos in Massachusetts. So, like, I think he's going to be done after this year, and I think that's fair. These these guys are old school fundament, fundamental guys who rely too much on the past, and I think that. Bill is going to be on his way out because he can't change his ways. And he's, I mean, he's been horrible in the draft now for the longest time. And he's got full control of football operations. He's the head coach and the GM. And it's been horrible in New England. So I think like looking into the San Antonio situation, how much longer can you continue to put up with this before it's like, okay, we respect everything you did, but we need something more young and more fresh here. Yeah, I mean... You know, and that could definitely be the case. I don't think it would be, like, a wrong decision for them. But at the same time, it also is, like, a guy who's given you so much success. He's been so heavily considered the best to do what he's been doing for the longest time. I mean, I don't know. To, in my opinion, if you're the Spurs right now uh, with Wimbignana on your team, like you said, like, he's he has proved to be legit so far. He's actually, like, showed that he's pretty good. He could be very good. He could live up to ex- as the ex- expectations they put on him. Um, I feel like it's just a bad time to just go ahead and get rid of the coach that still is the guy who is there with David Robinson, who is there with Tim Duncan, who is there with even young Kawhi and Tony Parker and, I mean, Manny Ginobili and just all these players that he's, like, pretty much coached to be legends. Um, I just feel like you you have to you have to keep him around at least a few years to see if maybe even some of that could rub off again on Wemby and, you know, we see what happens in free agency. We see what happens moving forward. I mean, like we were talking about the Blackhawks um, before the show started. We were talking about the Blackhawks and how like all these all these players want to come play with Bedard because he's so good and everybody's noticing like how good he is. All people want to come to Chicago. But they're talking about it a lot, and I feel like it's going to be the same type of thing. I mean, San Antonio has its history in the basketball world. It's a pretty respected organization, and you know, it's one of the greatest organizations in all of basketball. exactly. And so, and you know. They have the number one prospect that has been on a basketball court since LeBron James, or I guess I, you could kind of say since Zion, I guess. But, like, I don't know, just getting rid of a coach that's gone through so much success with so many significantly good players in the league, like, I just feel like you have to you have to stick it out a little bit. I mean, worst case scenario, a couple of years down the road, you, you get rid of them and you start new with something newer and fresh and, like, he had those years of Popovich, which are still, I think, important. Okay. Yeah. I think the only thing, like, my question with, like, him and even Bill Belichick is, like, if you they're done with their teams, like, do you, are they done? Or do you think if they went to a different franchise, like, their legendary coaching would work? Like, or even what if, if their franchise got better. Yeah, like, or, like, just imagine, like, Popovich coaching, like, an actual contender. Like, do you think that right. that would have a huge it's impact? Different. Like him coaching the Suns or something, like exactly. No, I agree, know. and I think it's a big impact. That's what I'm saying. You give a couple of years, and they might get better, and then you might see that Popovich that we're used to seeing. Yeah, and I, I could also see just moving him to like, like your front office instead of coaching, and yeah, let him impact the organization that way. I don't, I don't. I get, I get, I get. I, I do see both sides. Like I see the side that Vince is on, where it's like, okay, yeah, people are gonna want to come play with Wamiyama. People, people are gonna want to come play for Greg Popovich alone. But like, yeah. yeah. He's only going to get older. 
Yeah. So like the the longer we wait here, the worse it's gonna get. So I could like I think like moving on now would not be a bad idea, but at the same time, like I guess maybe give him a few years under Wembyama, give him one more year and see. Yeah, just like one. I don't know. I just feel like when in a job like he knows that if he signs up to do it again next year, like his own will, like if he's like, yeah, I'm gonna do it again next year, then like he knows he's got to put at least like a certain amount of effort in. I just I don't think it could get much worse, to be honest. I think like if if he's not if he's not really caring as much now as he used to before, it's like he's not gonna start caring any less. He'd probably just stop doing it. You know, you'd imagine that he'd just quit instead of just caring less. Yeah, I yeah. mean, clearly yeah. he's like done basically. Like, cause even USA basketball, they have Steve Kerr coaching now instead of yeah. Pop. So that just shows that like the younger and new wave is like the new thing now. Yeah, and Spolstra too. Spolstra, he's, he's a beast. Kerr and Spolstra are awesome. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah. Which is so crazy because, like, yeah. it was like Popovich and Mike Shashevsky coaching the USA yep. teams, like, two of yeah. the most like hard nosed fundamental coaches in all of basketball history. Yeah. And then you got like Kerr and Spolstra, who are very great coaches, but like, just kind of more like let your players grind kind of guys. And yeah, you know, I was gonna, well, even, even on the two of them, I feel like are not even that similar. Like, no, yeah, like Spolstra to me strikes me. I mean, again, never been in any uh, practices, but it seems to me that. You know, he's the type of guy, like you said, like hard nose working, everybody's working hard, as hard as they can. And Steve Kerr almost like it feels like Steve Kerr is more of like a Phil Jackson's like player coach yes. type of guy. Yes. And like their their combination on the USA team is definitely really cool. Yeah, I think so, at least Cause um, you're getting both aspects of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in my opinion, you like, you know, there's good things from both of those things, which is which is why you need kind of like both of those types of coaches. I think that's the best way to do it. Agreed. Agreed. Move we we were talking about the Suns a little bit there. That's another team that I want to talk about. 15 and 15 through 30 games. I do think we are maybe almost at panic mode here. They're sitting, I believe, at the 10th spot in the West. I'm starting to freak out a little bit. We're seeing another situation like we saw in Brooklyn where Beal, KD, and Beal's out for now, what, another four weeks? Yeah, that guy almost looks like he's never going to play a game of basketball the same <laughs> again in his life. They've what, played two, one or two games together, the three of them. I, it's like, you know, I saw him all over again. Well, yeah. not three of them, but I saw him and I saw Beal play with, with uh, Kevin Durant. And, and to be honest, he looked Booker slow. Booker was out? Yeah, Booker was out. And and Bradley Beal just looked slow. He looked like he couldn't even move normally. Like, he was shooting and it just looked bad. Like, it looked wrong. And, like, he, everything he did it just looked bad. I'm like, why does this guy look so slow? I mean, obviously, his back is still injured. There's no way he's just actually this bad. Like, he's not this bad. Watching him that day, I was like, damn, this is, like, sad. I mean, I see that. I'm looking at the standings right now. They're seven and a half games back. That gap from them to the fourth spot, which is where the Clippers are at, Clippers are four and a half. So, they're really only three games away from tenth to fourth. Yeah. I don't very... know if it's time to really panic. And also – with a team like the Suns, it don't really matter what like position they get in the playoffs. Like you still, nobody still wants to play the Suns. You don't want to play Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant in the seven game series. Like I don't even want to play know, Kevin Durant just alone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or bu- booking the playoffs is legendary. That too, yeah. I'm just saying, like for me, for me, it's like Kevin Durant runs like he just wants to keep going to these situations where he's surrounded by great people, and so he can just get iso ball and score 35 a game and just shoot like because he's going to get iso with every franchise that he's been with yeah. since he's left oklahoma city has been iso ball for him like 
There's especially so- with Golden State. Like no one could sit there and two guard no KD when you got Clay no. and Curry on the fucking on the three point line. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean that Curry. I mean, but Durant is just so efficient. I mean, he plays yeah, ISO ball. He, he goes. He goes twelve for seventeen. Shoots, hit his free throws, and he can, he gonna give you twenty five to thirty five points. Yeah. So is. I mean, his he don't even have like a high usage rate. And then Book can do the same thing. That's why they work mm-hmm. together so well. And then if you got the third best defender guarding Bradley Bill, and Bradley Bill just sitting in the corner smacking threes or whatever you got to do, like you got to realize Bradley Bill averaged thirty points like two years ago. So it's just mm-hmm. that's just a scary team, in my opinion. I just yeah, I I agree with you, but it's like I could easily see the exact same thing that happened in Brooklyn just all over again. Like you have these teams who stay healthy, like the Nuggets and the, in the Mavericks, in which I know the Mavericks are kind of been slipping these last few weeks, but they're one of the top teams. And even like now looking at the Thunder and the Timberwolves who are top of the West, like all of those teams are still fundamentally sound basketball teams. And like with a situation like you have in Phoenix, it's like, it's more just like a spot up, shooting offense all around yeah and i feel like Run by it's a, a tale as old as time like fundamentals always win yeah and that's why i think the nuggets are working on a dynasty here and i can't imagine like i still like i think if you ask me right now who's winning the nba finals this year i'm going to tell you the denver nuggets no problem you don't think boston could give them a run well i think that's oh, their please. that's a team that's a team that could Wow, Boston has. So but if much you talent. ask me, if in a, in a seven game series, who's going to win, Denver or Boston? I'm going to take Denver, Denver all five day or six. Yeah, and yeah. that's for sure. Not I mean, I mean, why do you think that the Miami Heat came out of the East last year? Because Boston will never win a championship. Jason Tatum will never be a champion. I, that'll never happen. You think know. he'll never be a champion? Yeah, they're playing better this year, bro. Yeah, and they're still going to lose, and they're still going to lose again. I and I honestly wouldn't even be surprised to see them lose before the finals, like by to the Bucks or to I mean honestly like the Sixers or I mean and I mean either of those teams really. I mean the East in terms of the East, you're looking after that like yeah. no one else is really. Gonna it's really come not win. It's it's three teams in the East. Miami is that fourth team. Other than that, everyone else. Is well, just, that's and, that's what yeah, I'm I mean. We'll see what happens because you never know that with Miami, is, but like the, probably not. Unless you have a team like Golden State, who, I mean, also does run, like, good fundamental basketball. Yeah. But unless you have a team like Golden State where you have just Insane Steph shooters. Curry who can yeah. hit fucking four, 15 threes a game. Like, yeah. over the last few years, it's been, like, that is why the Miami Heat came out of the East and the Denver Nuggets came out of the West is because yeah. they have uh, and both of their one guys are floor general guys who can play defense and yeah. score and they're efficient and they're smart you have spot up shooters around them like yeah Jokic. he's a floor general he's big he can shoot the three he's smart an mvp yeah. th- type player you have jamal murray around him aaron gordon michael porter jr they have a very and they're fundamentally team. sound like they're yeah. all like they run a, a beautiful offense and it's the same thing with the miami heat jimmy butler is a floor general is he put on the level of those mvp players every year during the regular season no never but when it comes postseason time, Jimmy is, and he had three ballers around him. He had Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent. Those guys were knocking down shots all the time, and you had a great player in Bam Adebayo to, yeah, you know, to coexist with him. That. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like he's right. 
Like, it, the, I could see, like, when it comes time for Boston, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown shit the bed, and they just start every, jacking up three. shoot so every many time. That, That's, like, their thing. They just shoot so many damn threes. And it's sad to and see that from Boston, who was such a fundamentally, like, you think about that franchise, that's always been, like, fundamentals. Preach. Brad yeah. Stevens, In yeah, Your yeah. Grill. Even in Joe Missoula, same thing. Yeah. And it, it's, like, Every time it comes down to it, they Their always shift the out the window, and they and just they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just still the game plan with them because they, that's the thing. This year they have all the pieces of like Drew Holiday can defend. You got a big yes. Persingas. You yes. can put Al Horford in yes. at the five, or you can put Derek White in. Like they have pieces, but they just uh yeah, I don't know. Roster still, wise, I they should win the championship. Exactly. Like they're dude, so I don't know, deep. Dude, roster wise, I still don't think they're better than the Bucks. I mean, why are dude, they better no, than the Bucks? No, they're dude. big. They're starting five over. Denver starting five, on paper. Yeah, I mean, I know, but I'm saying like the Bucks, like Damian Lillard, Chris, or Chris Middleton, Giannis, yes, Brooke Lopez, and uh, Bobby Portis is your five there. That's, that's a great five. That's a, that, that I think a that's a better five, five than the, your Celtics: then, Drew Holiday, um, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Porzingis, or if you want to do the Al Horford. Either way, it's still better on paper, in my opinion. I mean, again, paper doesn't matter, but I totally see the Bucks being a better team, just in general. Um, one to I mean, there's not a single person that the Celtics have that is better than like position wise. Like, yeah, Damian Lillard's better than Drew Holiday, and yeah. Chris Middleton is definitely better than Jalen or well than uh, um Derek White. And I mean, if you really want to think about it, I mean, honestly, it's pretty much the same as Jalen Brown, the both of them, and Jason Tatum is definitely not as good as Giannis. So on Porzingis and all. I mean, Porzingis is he better than Brooke Lopez? Probably I would say not. so. I, I think like okay, I think so with both of those teams, though, your top the Celtics four, offense though, your top four on both those teams are about equal. It's that fifth player that to me puts the Celtics over the Bucks. So who? Because Bo- Bobby Portis, like, he's definitely better than Al Horford. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a younger and he does the same thing. No, Al Horford defends pretty well and he can hit that corner three. Or yeah, if Bobby you put Portis Derek White in, three, yeah, Derek White can hit shots and score. And play I would defense. take Horford over. I think, dude, there's a lot of Bucks know, fans dude, that Bobby want Bobby Portis, Portis out. He's solid. He's not bad. I'm just saying I'll take the Celtics five over. I, there I, is, I there is so. a lot of. I think, like on paper, I'm taking. I think I'm taking the Bucks with because dude, yeah, like the, the I think the level Dame star power. Yeah, I think the level. I think the gap between Dame and Drew and the level and the gap between Giannis and Tatum is big. I'm really? a massive I like. Could, I think Giannis yeah. is probably outside of Jokic is the best player in the NBA yes. by far. Yeah, I like, don't know if I'd yeah. say by far. Do you still like? I mean, Kevin Durant. LeBron, even Kawhi, they're all still balling, dude. All no, them. I mean, right now, though, Giannis is unguardable and Jokic is unguardable. Those are the top two players in the league right now. Yeah, I like, mean, I, I would agree with that, but I'm just saying, like, to say, like, by far, I feel like it's just not true. I, I think mean, it is Kevin Durant's far. still putting up numbers. Like, like LeBron's still putting up numbers every game. LeBron's consistently putting up a triple double or but close to it. Kevin Durant same and Kevin LeBron Durant. are yeah, but look, older. I mean, look, same with Kawhi. Look too. at Luka. He's putting up those numbers. Do you consider Luka in that group? Yeah, I do. Bro, Luca doesn't. I don't win, think he's though. better That's than those people, but I do consider him in the group. Yeah, he's still one of the best players there is right now. But I've never been sold on Luca, and I've always been telling you guys that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge Luca. Luca and Trey Young, both of them are like players that are 
Stats look great There's on trick. paper, but okay. they, James Harden. They, okay. they got the James Harden hold phobia. On, hold on, hold on. James don't I, I don't ever want to hear Trey Young and Luka Doncic <laughs> mentioned in the same sentence ever again. Luka is a hundred times better than Trey. Well, no one was better, comparing they don't them. Impact, but, well, they, they don't impact winning. I'm just saying it's the same thing. With the, like they don't impact winning. I think a player who's I feel like and, they both do impact winning. It's just a matter I mean, dude, of like Luka, the, the, winning Luka during wins, the regular season. Luka went seven games into the East Western Conference Finals, didn't he? Not or six games with the Nuggets one year. Not last year. Who did he go with the Suns? He they took the killed Suns. the Suns in Game Seven and they moved on, the and then they lost to the Lakers. I thought or someone they lost to someone. Yeah, I think Denver. They might have lost to Denver. Maybe Denver. I thought Sorry. they lost to the. I thought they I lost to the Suns in the no, Western remember Conference they Finals the year that Devin the Suns Booker. went to. Yeah, but then the following year is when they fucked up Devin Booker, and then they lost because the oh Suns, yeah, 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 when yeah, the Suns yeah. went to the finals, they beat them. But the year after is when the year after is when they like fucked them up. And yeah, like when the Suns seven. went to the finals, they took the Mavs. The Mavs were in the Western Conference Finals against them, but then the following year, Luca beat the shit out of the Suns in Game Seven. But then the Warriors, I think. I think either they ran into the Nuggets, the Mavericks did, or they ran into the Warriors, but they lost, and yeah. they did not, you know, go to the finals, obviously, which they're still yet to go there. But overall, I don't even know how we got there. This is just – I don't even know how we got to this point. But yeah, We started with Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, we were talking about the Suns and if we should panic. Um, No. Yeah, I'm not panicking. When you got that much star power, there's nothing to panic about. You yeah. still got Kevin Durant. Age. I'm sure that there's a lot of Brooklyn Net fans that said the same thing. I mean, yeah, well, you start panicking when you hear Kevin Durant wants to trade. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and, all, I mean, but what, Brooklyn, that might happen. Though, Brooklyn I mean. amounted to nothing their entire time. And I'm sure their entire, like that entire time, they all were like, oh, we can't panic. They almost beat the Bucs in game seven. They almost went to the finals. Yeah. They definitely amounted to something. A all because KD had yeah. a size 17 instead of 15. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. All he had to do is like just have been like a bit backwards yeah like, like it was been, like been two inches like, was yeah. that in the conference final no yeah they, that, that was, was the Eastern game seven finals. it was a game no, seven of the eastern they, conference final. because no, the, the bucks beat the bucks beat the the celtics to go to the eastern conference finals the celtics had a yeah and then two, in the eastern conference finals they beat the so bucks. second round pretty positive beat, that that's so how it's, maybe they did run into a brooklyn second round they ran they ran into they ran into milwaukee in the second round brooklyn did he has not gone to the Eastern Conference then, Finals. Okay. 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 Which KD was balling. I remember that game. That was unreal. He had put on yeah, the line. They would have yeah. advanced. Exactly. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was and, in Denver and, watching that game. And because of Kevin Durant and his star power and Devin Booker and what, what they've proven to do in the playoffs, I'm not panicking. I don't care if they're the eighth seed. I'm not panicking. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Is, the that's the type of team that me. could get an eighth seed and actually win. Like, yeah. Just I don't like, think they will, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not necessarily panicking. If anything, I'm maybe looking to make some roster adjustments and see if I could get some, like, something better. Bro, they can't. Dude, I'm the not Bradley Beal. Yeah, what? what? The, the contracts with Bradley Beal, they can't. They, they can't. have to sign He's people hurt. for, like, You can't minimums. trade a hurt player. Well, I'm talking when he gets healthy. Well, yeah, if he ever gets healthy. Dude, that hasn't been healthy this entire time. Well, that that's the only thing that like worries me about the Suns is is can Bradley Beal play in the playoffs? But I think he will because you just shoot him up with whatever they do, and then he just he'll just be he'll just be fine. <laughs> like shoot him he'll, up, he'll play. He'll play in the playoffs. Oh, when, he when has it matters. As it is like I, I know it. I, I, as it gets sore, they give him the same shit to go work Shut out up. the next day. He's like, oh, he'll be fine. They'll just give him that. Is this shit. this a Sarms check over here? Is this a Sarms <laughs> shit? On natural or I'm, I'm natty over here. <laughs> All right, let's stay in the West here. More serious title contenders. 
Timberwolves, Thunder, or neither. We can we can throw the neither option in there. Okay. I mean, well, uh, well I mean, the neither just kind of two. Between yeah, I was gonna say the neither right, makes it a little between the broad. Two. We'll focus between the two, and I'll say, uh, you know what? I uh, I fucking I really don't like the Timberwolves. I never have. I like Anthony Edwards a lot, but other than that, the Timberwolves are just no. Yeah, my answer is the Thunder. My answer is the Thunder. I think uh, Shades for real. Um, Jalen Williams is also for real. Chet is really good. Um, and you know. Uh, provided what's his face stays on the court, is um, is uh, Josh Giddy still been playing? Yeah, games? I'm pretty sure he's still, yeah, he he's still playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they said they did not conclude anything from this investigation. I'm sure nothing will end up happening, considering yeah. like everything that like came out about. Well, the I heard thing. the girl's family doesn't want to cooperate. Yeah, so it's well just because whole, yeah, yeah, it was a whole thing because they, it happened inside of a club, and um, I guess it was like the you know because it was inside of a club, it was like the general understanding that this girl was like of age. And then I, I guess like her and him were all like he, you know, he was underage, and uh, he, he was nineteen when this happened, I believe. And then like she told them that she was nineteen. Um, it was like the story that I read at least that they came out saying that like that's what they found, and then like the family didn't want to cooperate after that. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what this really. I don't. I don't all right, know. yeah, let's yeah, no more sexual assault yeah, talk. No more talk. Um, Respect. I'm. I'm I'm taking a minute because I'm looking at both rosters and and games and everything like that. I want to say with I want to say with age and playoff Thunder, experience, man. I want to say the Timberwolves. Even though I hate Gobert and I hate Cat, yep. I think Gobert and Cat are just like some of the biggest bitches in basketball. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah, just... they are the biggest. All both of them together. It's a, it's a bitch team. You think they're the two bit like if bitch one is by far Gobert. Nobody likes Rudy Gobert in the NBA. Yeah, but I don't know. Honestly, I think bitch number one is Anthony Davis. No, uh, I'm gonna go Gobert, bitch one, AD, bitch two, cat, bitch three. Gosh. I feel like yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean, I I can I can get behind that. I think I'm switching one and two, but I can get behind that. I mean, you I think, think AD's the biggest bitch. Oh yeah, that guy's so annoying. Wow, he's been balling of late too. I don't care if he plays well. I'm just saying he's a bitch. I'm, There's nothing to do with like playing well. I'm looking at both of these teams and and their wins. The Thunder have beaten a lot of quality teams. Like they beat the Nuggets, they beat the Knicks. Like, and I'm looking at their roster because on paper the Timberwolves roster looks better, but the Thunder gets it done. And also like yeah, Shea is just good, legit. Man. I just be betting his thirty point parlay. Bro, every day Shea's better than Anthony. He's Edwards. just a baller, and he makes it look so effortless. So like that's the crazy part. And they're both and like I think the Thunder are definitely more fundamentally sound yeah and... they play like team best oh, if you watch yeah. them they play team defense they have a lot of good defenders and chet is is good yeah really good like shy and giddy can both dish the rock very well exactly very well and then they just got shooters that sit in the corner Jalen yes. Williams is awesome and Dor- that guy could score Dor- yeah door can score like, i'm taking the thunder for sure i think the thunder are legit this year minnesota they won't even finish top four by the end of the top three by the end Ooh. of the season they'll, they'll, they'll come back to reality Hot post all-star Isaiah break fit. and all that all right. They're going to come back down. All right. I'm going to be interested to see how that one plays out. Because I've actually watched spot. their games like a lot at the Hawk. For some reason, they're always on. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't look bad. And I think and obviously oh, a lot of that relies on Anthony Edwards. And I hope you're right. I hope they finish like below the sixth seed. Because like, I hate yeah. Gobert and Cat. It's yeah. just those two. Because Anthony Edwards is legit. I mean, if you watch him over the summer with Team USA, like, oh, yeah. he's, he's it's the only reason they're, they're that, that they are this good is because yeah. he's that good. 
And I mean, you know, because this whole time they've had Cat, they've not done anything. Yeah, Cat's not consistent. Bro, I bet him to have 20 points the other day. He couldn't even do that. I'm like, what? This I would is... trade. I just, I just. I mean, I'm sure you could trade for a lot. Not like, I'm sure you get a lot of, a lot of haul for, for Carlos. I don't really think so, he was, like the best scoring big man of all time, you know, or the best. Like, Statistically, I think he is. I'm pretty sure I've seen something that said, like, statistically, like, shooting-wise, he's, like, the most efficient NBA – or the most efficient big man from the field. Okay, I mean, put up more Which shots. I guess isn't that much crazy. Okay, it, put up more shots then. Let's see it. That Well, that's true. And also, like, I mean, like, I love Vucevic, but Vucevic was also, like, the most efficient scoring big at one point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of comes – like, with the bigs, it's, like, a little different. Yeah, it definitely is different. I think, of like, okay – towns like what do you think his trade value is in the market like what would you be willing to give up for a first round maybe an all-star honestly. i think two first round picks you could yeah. easily net for yeah Carl. i feel like you, you can get a first round two. and an all-star i think honestly currency towns is like the one of the best centers in the league Bro, i don't think he's gonna come in i mean come on. cat and a, a cat Levine. for what dejounte murray in a first that's what i'm saying like cat to Atlanta? Yeah. that's a legit trade i think I, I mean, I cannot see Cat. I don't want Trae Young playing. No, him. I don't want to. I mean, I, I would. Would you Kat. take Cat for Zach Levine? Like, no, like not even close. Yeah, I would. Dude, Zach Levine is worth. Dude, nothing. what? Are you Virtually kidding me? We're gonna talk about Zach Levine is literally show. worth a bag of chips. As of right now, not even like the baked he is chips. Virtually worth nothing. I mean, I guess he technically is because the Bulls have been playing better without him too. No, yeah, no, his, dude. There, if if we got, if we could get Carl Anthony Towns for Zach Levine, man, I would cry. But that would never happen. I guess I it's, that's cry, better than a D'Angelo bitch to our roster. Well, it'd be better than having a bitch sitting on the bench. Yeah. I mean, I guess it also yeah, is better than point. what they're talking nothing. about with the Lakers of like a D'Angelo Russell and Hachimura. And I'd trade. much rather besides that. Fuck D'Lo, that. D'Lo, I don't D'Lo want is trash Russell, right now. Yeah. I love him, but he's just trash. Dude, right he's now. just he's he's always been inconsistent. I feel like I'd rather good, just literally take good. Rui and an extra first round pick over D'Lo. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, like second, I agree. Honestly, I'd probably take a second round pick. Dude, especially with how good. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, with how good that Kobe and Ao have been playing, like getting D'Angelo Russell or even Austin Reeves would just be fucking that up. Honestly, do you think Austin Reeves would fuck it up? I don't think they're What's trying the point, to even. Dude? They're not trying to give up him? Austin Reeves. That's the thing. The Lakers are. They, they won't. Said they won't give they him love him. him. No, yeah, they. The, it's LeBron's boy. Well, that was the. That was the thing. Well, yeah, they can't get rid of another scrappy championship caliber white boy like they did with Caruso. Yeah. They haven't been the same since they lost Caruso, and they finally and they got just, themselves. All they want, they just begging for him boy. back. Yeah. No, now they got another scrappy white boy. They're like, okay, we can't lose this one. Not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> LeBron has always had a scrappy white boy by his side. K Love, Kevin Love, he was an above, he was like a great scrappy white boy, but he was scrappy. I saw this thing ranking LeBron's teammates, and I mean, like, it's pretty easy to rank them. They're pretty straightforward. You know, they got like D Wade, and then, like, um, you know, they said it was like the second one with Anthony Davis. I'm pretty sure it was like D Wade, Anthony Davis. Or actually, I think Anthony Davis is farther down. Maybe it was Kevin Love. Or I don't know. It was D okay. Wade, Kyrie Irving. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Like, an overall, like, their careers or how they played with LeBron. Because that, like, if we're talking about LeBron's teammates, I, I, ranking LeBron's teammates, Shaq is number one. Well, I think it was how they played with LeBron. Okay. I think that's what they were going off. Okay. That's fair um, then. So, yeah, it was D-Wade first. Um, second was uh, second was Kyrie, I'm pretty sure. Third was Chris Bosh. Fourth was Anthony Davis, and then fifth was uh, Kevin Love. And then after Kevin Love, it was like 
it, it dropped down to basically like James Jones and like J.R. Smith and like uh, <laughs> Ray Allen was on there too. Ray Allen, okay. Um, but yeah, like it was like it was pretty top heavy. It was, it was yeah. Because after that, there's a follow. But I, like I said, he's always had a scrappy white boy with him. Cavs, Kevin Love, Matthew Dellavedova, yeah, both Delia. of those guys. Yeah. In fucking Miami, they had uh, Chris Anderson, Birdman. Oh, yep. uh, okay. Birdman, okay. Birdman was there, and they also had that uh, other white boy, Mike Miller. Mike Miller, yeah, three man. ball. Mike Miller was a three ball machine, dude. Yeah, he was nice. And I can't. I mean, I can't think back any scrappy white boys from like the early Cavs years, but I'm sure there was a. Who's that bald guy? Ogalski's. He was a center. Though. Well, I mean, he is Anderson Bearjaw white or is he like? No, he's like Spanish, Brazilian, Brazilian or Something Spanish. Like that. That counts. That's Do we count that? White? Yeah, that's not a white boy. What are you talking about? He's, he's white. A, no, yeah, he's he's got no. a point though. He's not white. Brazilian is more leans more Hispanic if Latino than anything, right? Oh yeah, I didn't he know. Could I, be European. I, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he's European. European. I think he is European, European, and you know he could Spain. be. Oh, it might be Spain. Could be Actually, might be Spain, which I guess is. Isn't his name like Alejandro Bearjaw though? Like. No, it's like Anderson. Anderson. Anderson Barajal. Okay. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think we can. I, I don't count. think we can count him as a Caucasian. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? I'm just saying, LeBron. That's what I'm saying. LeBron can't get rid of that. So, Jesus, look at how look at how great we are at getting off topic here. We were talking about more really serious contenders, Timberwolves, and Thunder. To wrap the show up, we're going to talk about the Bulls here shortly. Um, how? How much is Zach Levine's trade stock gone down since uh, he's been injured? Probably in quotations a little bit there. Um, I mean a lot, like a, a almost like painful amount. Um, you know the Bulls started playing awesome as soon as he left the court, basically, and all of our young guys that haven't really sprouted as much as they should have just started yeah. to. They've all doubled their statistics. Literally all. Kobe of them. White has, is averaging twice as many points per game as he was before Zach Levine left. Patrick Williams is averaging 15 points per game now. He was averaging seven. Uh, Vooch he jumped his points per game and rebounds per game by like four each. Uh, who else? Oh, Io Dosumo has his statistics have drastically changed as well. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, good for the Bulls. It's been fun to watch them actually like win and with the younger players, especially. Yeah, and it's fun to watch them play well. And you know, we're actually a fun group of people to watch when Zach Levine's not just taking step back threes or losing the ball on his little like low low dribble step through that he loves to do and sucks at. And I mean, honestly, like it's it's been really fun to watch as a fan, but it's also been frustrating as a fan because it's like you want to trade this guy for the most possible so we can actually get something um that's like of value. Um but now it's just it's becoming harder and the longer that everybody waits, I mean, they're waiting so long because they want to try and find a good option and it's just like the longer they wait, the more the bulls prove like this guy was the problem. If you're any if you're in any halfway decent team in the NBA and you look at the Bulls situation right now, and you think about trading for Zach Levine, um, unless you're a team that desperately needs like ticket sales or desperately needs scoring or desperately needs like just anything, that's the only way to ever trade for Zach Levine. Like if I'm the Lakers or if I'm like like a, a mediocre team that's like probably gonna squeak in the playoffs somewhere or another, or at least we'll have the chance to with the roster that we got right now. I don't think that I'd trade anybody on my team for Zach Levine. I like, especially after seeing what happened to the Bulls after he left. It's like, what? Why would I want this guy? 
I think if there's anyone who can avoid this kind of player cancer, it's going to be a team with LeBron on it. I feel like LeBron. I feel like LeBron team just like mashed up fucking teams of like just like random people, and then they and end that's up why just not working fits out perfectly in LA. I don't know. I don't think he does, to be honest. I I mean, I guess like if he's, if, I mean, he probably would be, but it's just like the ball won't be in his hands. It'll just be like spot ups and like. I guess he could go back to being exactly what he probably should be, which is just a strict slasher that shoots threes too. Yes. Um, and like that is all he ever was and ever will be, which is not a bad thing. It was our mistake, or not our mistake, but it was it was the Bulls' mistake with thinking that he was going to be our franchise player. Um, that shit was stupid. I don't know why anybody ever thought that it wasn't stupid, but it was always stupid. And now it just proves to be true. Came at the worst possible time too, because it was like, oh, because we were looking for a franchise player. That's you, why it looked came at a bad time. What were you talking about? The Jimmy Butler trade? Or are you talking about the the Jimmy the, Butler trade? Oh, like what? Well, right when right when we got him, it was like this is our new guy. Like this is the guy we're gonna make our guy. As well, soon I as figured he comes that back. it would be Lori when you drafted Lori. I guess yeah, we had high. You did yeah. We we all had high Which hopes for Lori. It's so horrible to see him go off and be. And be actually like a good player. They said the the magic. They said the Jazz were looking for a Gobert level return on on marketing. I was like, wow, like like multiple players, picks, all that type of shit. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I didn't know he was like that. That's just that's just you know another sad situation to see pan out. For yeah. Lori, because we don't, yeah, we don't have Lori, and Lori ever since he left us has been fucking phenomenal. So that sucks, but yeah, um, I'm talking about the contract extension though. That came at a horrible time. Oh well, yeah, that was just because our... it was like you have pretty much no option to either get in. Theoretically, in our heads, the Bulls were getting worse if you just let Zach Levine walk. And. Yeah, now we come to find out that if we let him walk, it would have worked out a little better. And probably. we would have like forty million dollars in cap space. A lot more. Yeah, exactly. I know it's it's very frustrating. I, it, it's the whole coaching thing over and over again. I mean, the Bulls don't they don't Everyone care is, about dude, Andre Drummond had twenty four points and twenty five rebounds the other night. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like prime Andre Drummond, dude. Exactly. I'm Bro, like, it's... I mean, yeah. Granted, Vucevic was hurt, but I mean, still, like the whole team when Zach Levine is not on the floor is so much better. And, but that's what scares me. It's like, I still want to trade DeMar DeRozan. I'm definitely not out on that idea either. I still am okay trading Vucevic as well. These guys are getting older. Bro, I'm cool with trading DeMar DeRozan if it gets me a, a all-star level player back or if I can get a first-rounder or multiple first-rounders. But if I'm not going to get one first-rounder from a team that might not have a pretty good pick, we might not actually get a solid pick from it. Honestly, you may as well just keep them because at the end of the day, it's like, we're gonna get probably like three more years of solid Demar Derozan basketball, maybe. Like, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So and it's like Vucevic. I'm like at this point, I'm honestly cool with keeping Kobe White. I wasn't at first when he went on this like little five game, six game run of how good he was playing. I was thinking to myself, trade him now. Like a team would ship the house for a three point shooter. Like come playoff time. And but like, there's the no team that has anything to offer that's gonna like give us that. Yes, exactly. So now I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, keep Kobe and Patrick Williams. And Caruso. You need to keep Caruso. Yeah, I would say keep Caruso, honestly. Because... If you want to still be a contending team, like you need to keep Caruso. You yes. can't get rid of him. Yes. But at the same time, come trade deadline time, somebody will ship, send a haul, a haul oh, for Caruso. It depends on what that is, though. 
I mean, if you, if if that means we're getting a bunch of mediocre players, or like all star, like potential I don't want mediocre players. That's what I'm saying. I don't want anybody that's not an all star. I don't want projects. If, if, yeah, exactly. If if you're not giving me an all star, that's like, an all star like now. Gilders Alexander, like a young guard who has like potential, like that right? Good. Yeah, exactly. And like it, that's like a very hand pick thing. You're not gonna really find a whole lot of those that are on the move right now. We're not getting anybody that's. The only thing that you can give me for Caruso that's like a a haul that I'd actually want is like as many picks as possible, like multiple firsts and like a yes. second. Then it's like, all right, if you're just gonna give me a ton of picks, then it's like I yeah, I may as well take that right now and get rid of Caruso and just like build for the future. We're better off that way. But if it's not going to be that, then there's no reason to get rid of these guys for things that actually aren't even going to help us in the long run when we could just try and, and try and scrape together what we can and build something different. We, I mean, we had the wrong franchise player. We got DeMar DeRozan, and he's been pretty good for us so far. He hasn't done anything wrong. I mean, he just contributes to winning a lot, and he's definitely taken more of a backseat and more of a passing role recently especially with the absence of Zach Levine, everybody else playing better. It's just not the type of guy that you want to send for a mediocre haul. Like, I'd rather just keep him for the rest of his career, honestly, and let him retire a bull if if that's what he wanted to do, if if my options are looking like what they're probably going to be looking like, which is mediocre. Yeah. I'd rather keep him. I guess so. I don't know. What do you think, Isaiah? Trade DeMar and Vucevic? And just let the young guys play in Billy Donovan's system, or do you think keep them and see if they can actually get into the postseason this year? Oh, I've been I've been thought the Bulls just should blow everything up and just start rebuilding. Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth on it because it is fun to see them competitive now, but at the same it's... time, I just don't see anyone. I mean, like it was funny because I did see a I seen a a tweet where they like compared Kobe White and Steph Curry for their for their first five years in the NBA, and it was like honestly like going toe for toe, like yeah, how it was like okay. I, in my head, I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, I must say, people don't understand that like, Curry was like injured his first like within his first five years. Like Curry, there, there's so many like layers of why Curry's numbers aren't but, even more than what they could be because yes, he wasn't healthy at first. Yes, agreed. But at the same time, Kobe White has been in a on a team where he's never got to showcase his true talents. His, it's always his been. first few years, they it was all Levine. I mean, it was even, him. Yeah, bro. I mean, think year? about it. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always been Levine since Kobe. we've had Kobe White. And not only that, like, I mean, yeah, the guys had time to, like, show that he could shoot and show. I mean, he definitely showed us even, for a even whole when it season. it was that. just Levine and there was no DeMar, Kobe had, like, I think in his, what would that have been, a second year or third year? That would have been a second year. He had, like, three or four 30-point games, like, 35-point yeah. games. No, he that broke year. some records. Well, he yeah. three-point records. Everyone knows he's a scorer. When he was at uh, North Carolina, he, he was, was a, a scorer. Score, yeah. Well, that's the guy. thing is, like, we, we tried to make him a point guard for a year, yes. and he sucked at it. Exactly. He turned the ball over like a motherfucker, and it was bad. Yeah. And it was like, all right, well. This guy clearly can't do this very well. Let's just try to make him a score again. They went back to making him a score again. He played a lot better that year. The year after, which is this year, he's shown that he can handle the ball now. I mean, he's definitely worked on it. You can yeah. see it. So now he can handle the ball. Now he's he can so pass. fast, dude. Yeah, he's blowing by everybody. Like now no he's making good decisions. Yeah. Like he's not making terrible decisions anymore. Like he's noticeably gotten so much better to the point where it's like we, we got to keep. Like this is the only guy that we've drafted in the last like since fucking I don't know Jimmy Butler probably. That's actually made strides. 
that we're like, okay, this guy is actually making strides. He's actually getting better at the things he wasn't good at before. That's a very big deal. We don't really get that too often. Yeah, so build on him and, and get rid of Vooch, Demar, and Levine. Just get rid of it. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like you can't just, like, get rid of them and just, like, get back. Like, think about when the Thunder blew it up, right? When the Thunder blew it up before, like, this whole, like, Shea and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they had assets, like... You had Russell Westbrook that was still playing well. Yeah. You had Paul George that just came off the best season he's had since Indiana. Yeah. You had Stephen Adams who was a solid center like for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. And they like they had players and they had players to send for shit. And that's why they got so much shit in return. That's why they had so many picks. They had picks already, and they just like that's why it worked out. Yeah. That's not where the Bulls are at right now, like at yeah. all. And I feel like honestly, like we could even like we could just not get enough in return for getting rid of them right now to the point where it's like, we may as well ride it out until we get to the point where we could have some value to blow it up. I mean, I like understand that the thing with like the bulls is I've never believed in them. Even when they were doing good, that, that first year when they had all of them and they were the first, like number one seed. I mean, we all knew they were going to win a championship, but well, if you just watch the way they play, they just play ISO ball. So I was like, that's not true. Once Lonzo got hurt. Yeah, a lot of it. It was my turn, yeah. my turn, my turn, exactly. and that basketball does not does not. No, win. I mean you've seen their record. That's why the Celtics can't win. But dude, they, they, they were exactly they were why. they were a defensively fundamentally sound basketball team when Lonzo Ball was playing basketball, dude, and yeah, they were Lonzo scoring at a lot, high yeah. fucking rate. They had two lockdown defensive guards in Lonzo and, and Caruso, Caruso yeah. and even Io. Dude, I remember one of those games early into Io's career, yeah, dude. He fucking it. put Trey Young in jail, dude. Yeah. yeah, he had that boy locked up. Yeah, yeah. it was so like, this it was guy's just awesome. like yeah, three, three young defensive guards who were just on clamps, and plus like Derrick and, Jones, I think. Dude, like, yeah, Derrick Jones like was like an athletic rebound rebound yeah. freak down there for a little bit, and it was just everything was because Lonzo was running the offense yeah. smoothly. Like it was a fundamentally sound basketball team. And it was beautiful, dude. They were putting up numbers. The oops, UC was rocking. I went to a few of those games, dude. They were just lobbing off the so backboard. Awesome, dude. dude, Lonzo Caruso gets the steal, flips it to Lonzo. Lonzo throws a fucking yeah, that play was rocket crazy. pass right over yeah. Dwight Powell's head, and Levine does a 360 dunk, yeah. gets teed up. That was and we crazy. were just spanking the shit out of Luca and the Mavs. Like, yeah, that was crazy. dude, like basketball was awesome. Like, I'm not saying that they were going to win a championship, but that team. The way that team was playing, they could have won a playoff series or two with Lonzo Ball. A playoff series, yes. Like I, I can see that. But yeah, just overall, I think the experiment is clearly over. I don't think we're ever going to see Lonzo Ball probably play again. So, regardless, I think that we're at blow it up with the older guys. Just get any kind of return you can, and then yeah, I mean, just build. Just there's, deal there's with Kobe thing. and Patrick White, and let them develop as much as they possibly can, and hopefully come into their own. Like, I know it took Kawhi a few years, but by this point, he was winning championships and defensive player of the years. It's like Chicago has to understand, too, that, like, what so we have in Duncan our market. Duncan on his team and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili and um, who else? Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is coach. It's a very big difference. Patty Mills. Like, oh, don't we, mention, we, you can't, don't ever mention <laughs> Patty Mills with those guys ever again. Yeah. Why, dude? Patty Mills is one of the most consistent bench players we got, in the NBA we got, history. We got to wrap this up. up. We got to wrap this up, though. We do. We do. We're getting, yeah, because we're getting. Down if anybody's ever hole. played 2K, they know Patty Mills. Yeah, we're getting down the rabbit hole if we're going to dive into a Patty Mills conversation over here. Yeah, but that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Walk the Pine. Shout out to Isaiah for hopping on and talking some hoops with us. Next week, when we come back, uh, we're going to be heading into the final week of the NFL season, so there's going to be a lot of playoff implications on the line. 
Uh, we're going to give you guys kind of a playoff picture breakdown um, with the NFL. And, you know, we'll be back with more Hoopstock. Peace out. Peace.